Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 160, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Welcome to another Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet, and nutrition, stress management, anything along those lines. Why should you even bother listening to what I have to say? Well, really, it's up to you, of course, but I wanted to give you a little bit of background. I have my doctorate in public health degree with an emphasis in disease prevention and nutrition. I also have my master's in public health with an emphasis in health education and health promotion. I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified exercise physiologist or personal trainer, same thing, and certified health education specialist. I'm also a full-time faculty at Bastyr University, San Diego, where I am the program lead and department chair for the Master of Science in Nutrition for Wellness program. If you want to send in a question, which I love getting, so definitely keep sending those in, stick around until the end of the show, and I'll let you know how you can do that. And just so you know, if you do send in a question, you're automatically entered into special small raffles to win books, so there's a little bonus in it for you. Now, I kind of slyly mentioned it a second ago, but this week has actually been quite exciting for me um, from a professional standpoint. I was just promoted to the chair of my own department. It kind of came as a surprise. I didn't even apply for it, and I get this call, and the dean, who is kind of all of our bosses in our department, calls me up and says, hey, we're considering you for this chair position. And I said, okay, sign me up, I guess. So I don't know what I've gotten myself into just yet, but I am super happy, super flattered. Never ever would I have thought when I got into teaching that I would ever get to that level. I was just happy being at the professor level and being able to share my knowledge with others, which is why I love doing this show so much. But um, yeah, it's just kind of been an exciting whirlwind of a week. All right, enough about me. Let's jump right in. Hear today's question as we optimize your life. Hello, Dr. Neil. This is Melita from North Dakota. My question is, are low-carb diets safe to do long-term, even if you're not diabetic? Thank you. I enjoy your show. Thank you for asking, Melita, and thank you so much for the kind words. Thank you for listening. In a nutshell, lower-carbohydrate diets appear to be safe for most people in the long-term. And if you listen to this show, you know that there's a but in there somewhere, and you'd be right. Notice I said lower-carbohydrate diets a second ago instead of low-carbohydrate diets. I have to mention something right off the bat. There are different definitions of what a low-carbohydrate diet really means. If you follow the Atkins diet, for example, for the first two weeks, 
you're only eating about 20 grams of carbohydrate each day, and that mostly comes from vegetables. So to put this in perspective, one slice of bread contains about 13 grams of carbohydrate. So you'd be pretty close to your max for the day right there with that one slice of bread. The South Peach Diet, on the other hand, recommends that folks consume no more than 120 to 140 grams of carbohydrate per day. Again, to put this in perspective, when we look at the data with regards to adults living in the US and those that don't follow a low-carbohydrate diet, we find that we consume, on average, about 350 to 400 grams of carbohydrate each day. So that's a big drop when we follow some of these low or lower carbohydrate diets. Then there's the ketogenic diet, which I've discussed a few times on this show. Someone following the ketogenic diet may only consume about 50 grams of carbohydrate per day or even less. Hopefully, now it's obvious that the definition of low-carb diets can vary greatly. When we look at the studies on low-carbohydrate dieting and their safety, it does seem to show that following a lower-carbohydrate diet may be safe. Again, notice I said lower-carbohydrate. Usually what we find is that researchers, depending on what they were trying to accomplish with their study, may put people on an Atkins-style diet or maybe the South Beach diet or maybe a combination of the two. In fact, when I conducted my own research, I put people on a modified South Beach diet. So what the heck does that mean? Well, basically, we used the South Beach diet as our guide, but we made some changes to it to make it easier for people to follow. So because researchers do this all the time, it's hard to make true comparisons from one study to the next. Is the Atkins diet safest or South Beach? Or a modified version of the two? We don't know because all of these are used in human studies. And here's the other problem. Most of these types of studies follow people for a year, max. This means we don't know what may happen if they were to continue following these diets for more than a year. Would we see their weight come back? Would their cholesterol levels suffer? At this time, we really don't know. So you may be wondering, well, why don't we study people for longer? Then we'd have our answer. You'd be absolutely right. But those types of long-term studies are very expensive. Also, it's very difficult to get people to commit to a long-term diet study. Why? Well, think of yourselves or family or friends that you've known who have tried to diet. Because most folks can't follow a prescribed diet for more than six months, let alone a year, it's nearly impossible to understand those long-term effects. In fact, when I conducted my research, we had a 50% dropout rate. So when that one-year anniversary came around, we actually started with 180 people in our study and ended up with only 90 by the end. I mentioned this when I talked about the ketogenic diet too. We don't know if it's safe to follow in the long term because most can't stick to it for that long. In my experience, I wanna repeat that. In my experience, which means this is not based on formal research, I have found the sweet spot for people, especially those that wanna lose or maintain their weight, is to consume about 50% of their calories from carbohydrate each day. That's about 250 grams of carbohydrate per day. This means you could eat a cup of oatmeal in the morning, a sandwich with two slices of bread for lunch, and one cup of cooked pasta for dinner. Throw in two servings of fruit and five servings of low-carbohydrate veggies each day, like green leafy veggies, tomatoes, broccoli, mushrooms, and so on, and you'd be basically at that 250 grams of carbs right there. Sound reasonable? Well, that's because this is really about watching those carbohydrate portions 
to help yourself consume less as opposed to following a specific low-carbohydrate diet. And because this style of eating isn't as extreme, it's usually easier for people to follow as a long-term lifestyle change. Now, you mentioned those with type 2 diabetes following a low-carbohydrate diet. This does happen, but usually it's a lower-carbohydrate diet as opposed to following Atkins, South Beach, or the ketogenic diet. For those that may not be aware of why those with type 2 diabetes may want to follow a lower carbohydrate diet, it's because having diabetes prevents the body from being able to process carbs properly. So by eating less carb, the body's happy. So we always have to ask ourselves then, are there any health risks associated with following a low carbohydrate diet over the long term? Again, we don't know for sure. But a list of the typical side effects based on the research that has been conducted include the following. Fatigue, weakness, constipation, kidney stones and other kidney problems, and bad breath. Notice none of these are fatal situations for most people. So the bottom line is that for most folks, following a lower carbohydrate diet is likely safe in the long term. But notice again, I said lower carbohydrate diet. Going on a very low-carbohydrate diet may be a different story altogether. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you again for the question, Melita. You'll be entered into a raffle every month to win a book. If you want to send in your own question, which is basically like getting a consultation from me for free, It's really easy to do. Just come by oldpodcast.com and look for the bar along the side of the page that says, ask a health question. If you click on that, you can record a message straight from your computer's microphone or from a phone if you use the app. You can do multiple takes and once you're happy with it, you can submit it to us. It's really easy. Or you can call in. The number is 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. So either that or visit oldpodcast.com Send in your question and you'll be in special raffles to win books from us. Thank you again so much for listening. Thank you for keeping this show going. We just completed our 160th episode. I can't believe it. Thank you for subscribing to the show. Thank you for sending in your questions. It's my favorite part of the show. Have a great weekend and I'll see you on Monday's episode where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, 
but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.